a summary of the first Sicha Parshas Vayishlach in Lakuta Sichas, volume 20. On the verse that says that Esav came, he ran, he ran to greet Yaakov after not seeing him for 20 years, he came running to greet him. It says, Vayichabkeu, and he gave him a hug. And Vayipal and he fell on his neck. Vayishakeu, and he gave him a kiss. Vayifku, and he cried. Rashi explains on the word Vayichabkeu, and he gave him a hug. And he explains that he, a com- moment of com- a compassion came on to Asa because he saw that his brother, bowed so many times to him. Because Yaakov bowed seven times when, and he was, you know, coming towards Esau. So that's why he gave him a hug. On the word that says, and he gave him a kiss, Rashi explains that there are dots on it. And there's two opinions. There's various opinions on this. And it's brought down in the Brisa of the Sifri. And he says, some say that these dots are to tell you that he, he gave him a kiss, but it wasn't a kiss with his full heart. And Rav Shemanichai says, it's a halacha, it's a known fact that Esav hates Yaakov. But over here, there was a moment of mercy, compassion that came on to him, and he did give him a kiss with a full heart. So there's two opinions, basically. Some say it was not with a full heart. That's what it means, the dots under the word by Yishakehu. And he, Sreshpi, says it was a full heart. So we have to understand, why does Rashi say on the word by Yishakehu that like the, like the second opinion that he gave him, that, that, like, and the second of Ayeshakeo, he says that he gave him a kiss with his full heart, but why doesn't he bring down the second opinion that says it wasn't with a full heart? Another thing we have to understand on the words Ayeshakeo, why does Rashi have to tell us two explanations? Especially over here, he says, Rashi doesn't say there's one opinion and there's a second opinion, which would mean that each opinion is is different and they each don't fully make help us understand the literal context of the verses. But over here, when he says such an introduction that there are those that argue on this, that usually means that both opinions work out in the Pshutte Shomikra in the simple understanding. So in this case, Rashi should have... Why does he? Why is he saying two opinions, especially when he's giving this introduction? They're both basically the same idea. We could say that when it says that the dots tell you they did not kiss with a full heart is because the general thinking and teaching all over Torah that when there's dots on top of a word, it means it's softening up the word. It's something to to decrease from the full strength of the word. So it understood why it says it didn't kiss him with a full heart, because the kiss was not full-hearted. But when you bring down the Rashbi, who says that it was a full heart, that seems to be the opposite, that the word Vaishkei was telling you on the contrary, that even though you would think that he didn't like him, because as the Rashbi says, Halachi, it's a known fact that he do knowing that Esav hates Yaakov. So in this case, you would think that he hated him, and therefore he didn't give him a full kiss. That's why it says that he gave him a full kiss. But that doesn't make sense because that's strengthening the word, the dots, not weakening. And usually the dots is to weaken a word. So why does Rashi say that they, they seem like they're? They're like on the same page in terms of opinion, two different opinions, when it's completely the opposite. Over there, it's not at all about weakening, it's about strengthening it. And it's true, you could say that he got this from the Bryce of the Sifri, but Rashi's ideas of interpreting stuff is not because he wants to quote Medrashim. Rashi always just wants to help you to understand the simple meaning of the thing. Another thing we have to understand is, in both opinions of Ayesha 
are brought down in other places, in the Bryson, Sifri, and other places. Matter of fact, there's even a Medrash that says that when he said, there, Rabbi said that the fact that it says Vayeshakeh with dots is to teach you that he didn't even want to give him a kiss. He tried to bite him, but his Yaakov's neck turned into marble. And that's why it tells you the dots. They didn't give him a kiss at all because he tried to bite him. But that's two problems with that. First of all, because that's a medrash, it's not, it doesn't fit with the literal understanding of the Chumash. And the second point is that you're totally disregarding the meaning of the word Vayeshakeh, or not just weakening it, softening it up, you're actually totally saying it's not the same meaning at all. And Rashi could have brought down a different medrash from Das Rib Shimon ben Elazar, who says that they did have a moment of mercy where he kissed him with his full why does Rashi? So why does he have to say Tzavka from the medrash? And especially the Avistir of Nasin, over there, it brings down two, two opinions and in very short and concise. It says that here, one opinion says that the dots teach you he did not kiss him with a full truth. And Rosh Hashem says that he kissed him, yes, with a full truth, that he kissed him with a full truth. And everywhere else, a kiss is not with a full truth. So Rashi could have brought that down. So Mela comes out that first of all, why does Rashi have to quote the Sifri? Second of all, why does he have to say that they both that there's two opinions that, that there's two opinions with there where they're both really trying to say the same thing and not really arguing? Third of all, why does he even have to bring down the Rashi Ben name at all? Who cares who's the one that said it? What does it teach me to know the name? And fourth of all, why does he have to give me the introduction that the Rashbi says, that it's halacha to know in fact that he's of Yaakov. So, the Rebbe basically says that really, Rashi is not even here at all to explain to you why there are dots on the word, even though you would think that that's the reason why he brought down his commentary, but that's not at all why. Why do we have to say that? Because look, a lot of other places in the Torah, several other places there are dots, and Rashi doesn't even speak, it doesn't say anything about it. Just like on a chaser and a yater, extra letters or missing letters, Rashi doesn't explain why that's there. That's not Rashi's function. Rashi's function is just to help us things at Abshut Mikra. So over here, Rashi is not trying to explain to you what the dots are. Rashi is coming to ask you a, a simple question on the narrative, what's going on over here in the Chumash. How is it possible that a person should be such an arch hater of Yaakov, who wanted to even to kill him? And like the Malachim, his, Yaakov's um, uh, messengers came back and said, he still wants to, he, he, he still hates you. And he's even coming with 400 people, people. How could he have such a complete change of feelings to all the sudden lover. So on the word where it says he hugged him, Rashi Taka says that there was a special thing that he had mercy and mercy of him to Taka to love him because he saw all these bowings that he did. So there's no argument on that. But when it comes to the next degree of his love, compassion, where he actually wants to give him a kiss, a kiss is a much stronger showing of affection here. Like every kid that's five years old knows this, that in addition to a hug, a kiss shows a lot more of the affection here. How is it possible that Esau should have such a change of heart, such an extreme change of heart? So on this Rashi tells you that the dots here is to teach you something in the literal understanding of the whole verse of it, that there was a Vayeshekeu. But according to one opinion, it was not full-hearted. So that's easy to understand. But according to the Rashbi, he's saying there was a kiss and it could have, it was even, it was full hearted, but it was short lived. And that's why 
it's possible that he had such a change of heart. For short-lived, it could happen. And actually, the Rebbe brings down something very fascinating here. That to stress this idea of Dirashbi, that he was able to give him a full heart, this actually also answers uh, a lot of things over here. Because Rashbi says halacha. When you say something's halacha, that means it never changes. How's it possible that you should even have a short-term lived change of heart? So the Rebbe says in halacha, that's possible. Like we see by the story of Elioah uh, and by Hara Carmel. Even though it's forbidden to build a bama, he built a bama to bring his carbon. We also find this in the fact of this story itself. It says that Yaakov was an ishtam. He was a complete good boy. And Esav did trickery to his father to try to steal the blessing. So therefore, Yaakov makes an exception to who he is in his halachic standards and he gets the blessings through trickery and that actually calls him we say on him that he get that it's Bemirma as Rashi says Bechachma and over here it's also understood what Rashi brings down doesn't bring down from others that have nothing who over there he uses the words that they didn't kiss with truth or they kissed with truth Rashi doesn't want to use the word truth because truth can never change Halacha there could be an exception for a period of time Another reason also why he doesn't bring down from the Sifri the word Nahapchu, that it changed, because it didn't really change. It was just a temporary moment. That's why he uses the word Nichmaru, that it warmed up a passion over here. And then from here we can understand also why like the Talmud, the Mulach, the sharp Talmud could ask a question at the end of the day, if he was a Lachahi, why did Shirashbi have to be the one to say that if you know it's a Lachah that Esau hates Yaakov, how could it be that he could also have this compassion and mercy? So this Rashi tells us who the who this author was, it was the Rashbi. Rashbi was the one that lived in the times of the exiles of Rome, the Roman exile of the Edom exile. He had to hide in a, in a cave for 13 years, which shows us more how terrible the decrees were, even on him himself. Nevertheless, when it came a time to nullify a decree that he had with the Romans, that the Jews had with the Romans, they picked the Rashbi himself to go because he was a Malumid Benissim. And he was able to go and Bring, get compassion from the Romans that they should change the decree to the point that they said, ask whatever you want and we're going to do for you. And Yaakov himself, the Esau had the same thing. Yaakov was also Malumid Benissim. He had many miracles that, that happened to him. And therefore Yaakov was able to awaken in Esau this impossible idea. According to Primus Anyan, and what this teaches us is that the Rashbi did for the world, what his opposite, what his son did. His son, when he came out of the cave, everything he looked at got destroyed. Everything Roshimah looked at gave a healing to it. Because the Rashbi was able to do this because he was Tara Nasi. He was focused that his whole life is Tara. Now we can also understand why the Rashbi is the one that said, He said, I could exempt the world, the entire world from judgment, even though the world itself doesn't change. Because he was able to keep the world as it is, but exempt them from judgment. So too, Yaakov doesn't affect Esav to the point that Esav should do tshuva. Esav is who Esav is. And at the same time, he was able to awaken mercy in him. And from here, you could see the lesson. The lesson is on both sides. On one hand, you could, you could realize, do not rely on Malchus Edom. The exiles of the Edom do not rely on the Goyim. Why? Because Allahi, it's a known fact that Esav hates Yaakov. On the other hand, a Jew has the strength to affect in the Esav that he could warm him up to have mercy to the point that he should help out a Jew and help out and affect on the Jew everything that a Jew needs to help him to go, to go in the right ways and the way they're supposed to go. And how does this happen? Through this, that a Jew stands with firm and his ways of Torah and mitzvahs, even in the time of exile, not to be affected of your surroundings, but to be to, like just like Yaakov, even when he was by love on Garti, he said, because he 
kept the Tariq Mitzvah Shamarti, he kept them, and through this we affect the point that Yaakov says to Esav that I'll come, I'll follow you, as we say in the Aftar of Chazayin Avadya, that he says, to Edom. Why? Because that's where it's going to be at the end of the day. We're going to come to Olam Meishim, Baratziyah, Lishpat We're going to come up to Mount Sion where Esav will be judged, and they're also going to feel the Vahisul Hashem Amlucha. And this is something that was already sent us in our parsha through the kiss, and let it happen now with the complete redemption with Mashiach.